Welcome to Rumination, Lessons in Livestock, Tips for New Livestock Producers. My name is Selena Phillips, and I'm an animal science professor, and will be explaining basic animal production concepts monthly. In episode 4, I will discuss how feed production is regulated in the United States and what is required to be on a livestock feed label, as well as discussing an example of how do we interpret feed labels and what information can they tell us. Our society is technology-driven. Information is readily available at our fingertips, and sometimes we can get information overload. I work with many youth livestock programs and I get a lot of questions asking me, is feed A better than feed B? What's the difference between feed A and feed B? And aren't all show feeds just the same anyway? So I believe that one of the first skills new livestock producers should learn about is how to read a feed tag. I'm a background person. That means I like to dig into the why of things. Why do we have feed labels? What can they tell us? Let's start with how livestock feed is regulated in the United States. The FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, is the governing authority for livestock and people feed regulation. There is also AFCO, the Association of American Feed Control Officials. This is a voluntary membership of state, local, and federal agencies. And for example, CDFA, the California Department of Food and Ag, is a member and oversees livestock feed production in California. AFCO is the agency responsible for enforcing laws regarding feed production. The FDA and AFCO work together to make sure livestock feeds are produced safely and consistently. The purpose of a feed label is to provide the producer with the basic information to determine if they can use the feed, the product safely, and in a way that best optimizes its use. Requirements for labels may vary slightly from species to species, but you can expect the following information to be included on every feed label. Number one, a product name. Number two, a brand name if it's applicable. Three, a purpose statement. Four, the basic levels of nutrients supplied or what we commonly called a guaranteed analysis. Five is the ingredient list. Six, feeding directions. Seven, cautions or warnings. Eight is the manufacturer or distributor information. And nine, the net weight of the package or if it's available in bulk feed. I want to walk through what this information can tell us about the feed. I'm going to do this in the context of some of the show feeds, since I get this question a lot about youth livestock projects and the feeds available for them. This past year, my stepson raised a project lamb, and we used the Showrite Nuco lamb feed D22-7. And so if you want to look up the feed labels that I'm going to be talking about, they both are going to be coming from the Associated Feed website, associatedfeed.com. 
If you select products and look up the sheep feeds, you're going to see the two feeds that I'm talking about. I'm going to walk through the Nuco feed first and compare it to another associated product, Lamb Slam. Both of these products I've fed and done great with uh, and had lambs do great with. I'm not sponsored by the companies. I just like the fact that Associated Feed has both feed labels up and make a great illustration of going through subtle differences in two good feed products. So as we work through the Nuco lamb feed, we'll see that the brand name is Showrite and the product name is Nuco Lamb Feed D22.7. The next statement on the feed label states medicated, which is required for any feeds containing some sort of medication. In this case, the active drug ingredient is dequinate, or commonly known as decox. This is a common ingredient in um, ruminant feeds, especially sheep and goat feeds, for the prevention of coccidiosis. In fact, if I have, was buying show animal feeds for lambs or goats, I would not buy a product that doesn't have some sort of prevention for coccidiosis. Once we get past the product name, brand name, and medication statement, next we will find the purpose statement. And it's fairly generic, but it says clearly that this product is designed for growing lambs. Okay, not for breeding use, not for mature livestock, but for growing lambs. So after the purpose statement, we come upon the guaranteed analysis, or the nutrients that are being supplied by this feed. And this is getting into the nuts and bolts of the information we would like to see. The section can vary depending upon the species and type of feed or mineral supplement. I recommend looking at the animal feed labeling guide published by AFCO to determine what, need, what needs to be required for your species of interest. I will post that on my Facebook page as well. For sheep feeds, all classes of sheep, the following information is required as part of the guaranteed analysis. A minimum guarantee for crude protein, a maximum for the crude protein equivalent if we're feeding something called non-protein nitrogen. The minimum guarantee for crude fat, a maximum guarantee for fiber, a minimum and a maximum for calcium, a minimum for phosphorus, a minimum and a maximum for salt if it's added. If they don't add salt, then they have to follow some rules for sodium. A minimum and a maximum for copper if it's added, or if the total copper exceeds 20 parts per million. A minimum guarantee for selenium. And a minimum guarantee for vitamin A if it is added to the ration. The reason that this guaranteed analysis is so important is to make sure that you are selecting feeds that are going to meet your animal requirements. For example, growing lambs typically require about 14 to 16% crude protein. However, show lambs are going to be exercised more, they're going to travel more, and they're going to have more things going on in their life, so to speak, than commercial lambs. And therefore, they may, be, they may require higher levels of protein than the average lamb. So if I look at the new co-feed label, and it's listed at 17% crude protein. That makes sense. The lamb slam product has about the same percent protein. Those both make sense and are comparable to each other. 
When we start comparing the two feed labels, the difference comes in the next two nutrients that are identified, fat and fiber. The Nuco feed has a minimum of 5% fat and 12% fiber, whereas the Lamb Slam feed has a minimum of 4% fat and 6.6% fiber. Remember in episode 2 when we discussed digestive systems and that the ruminant needs some fiber to keep the microbial population in the gut healthy? This is where we can start seeing a little bit of that. Nuco has a little bit more fat and some more fiber than the lamb slam. This isn't right wrong, it's just a difference between the two feeds. So my guess is that the Nuco feed has some different digestible fiber sources than perhaps lamb slam does. Both feeds are comparable in the amount of calcium, phosphorus, salt, and selenium. However, it does look like the Nuco product has some added fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin A. So once we've worked through the guaranteed analysis and kind of get a feel for what our feed's providing, the next part of the, the feed label to look at is the guaranteed, or I'm sorry, the next part of the label to look at is the ingredient list. Feeds are going to be listed in order of quantity in the product. So feeds in the highest quantity are going to be listed first. Now feed companies have a couple of choices on how they can list ingredients. The first is by the specific ingredient. The second is by product type. For example, if we look down the Nuco label, there are four, the first four ingredients are barley, corn, soybean holes, and molasses products. The first three are very specific ingredients, barley, corn, and soybean holes. However, the more generic product is molasses products. That's a more generic name. And so that could come from cane molasses products. It could come from sugar beets. Just depends on what is the cheapest source for that company to use in that mix. And so the reason companies do like to sometimes use generic terms such as molasses products, grain products, roughage products, is it allows them flexibility in the formulation of that, that feed. So if a feed has a label and it says grain products, that could be corn, that could be barley, that could be wheat, depending on the pricing at the time and what's the most economical to go into that mix. And so a general rule of thumb is that if, uh, the feeds that have more specific ingredients are generally a little higher in price because they have a more consistent product that sticks to those individual ingredients. And so it's up to an individual producer to determine, do I want that consistency and is the value there for that consistency or am I okay with a little bit more generic feed and a cheaper price? totally fine either way. It's up to you guys to think through that process and determine what's best for your production system. Following the ingredient list is the directions for use. And I get so many questions about, well, how do I feed this? The feed companies have gone through and put a directions on there to help get everybody started. That's your best starting place, especially for new producers. And they're going to make sure that the, those recommended um, instructions for use is going to also include any caution and warning statements that need to be heeded when using this product. The last few pieces of information are the manufacturer and the net weight. 
Most feeds are going to come in either 50-pound bags or if you purchase bulk tonnage, it will say bulk on the feed label. Um, and for example, we produce or we purchase bulk feeds ourselves at the Chico State Sheep Unit, and so we do not purchase it in the 50-pound bag increments. Feed labels can supply a lot of great information, but they don't always supply everything that would be useful in livestock production. One aspect that isn't provided by the feed labels and we have to kind of guess at is the energy density or how many calories will my animal get by eating this feed. And so I found a tool that can help us predict that that I utilize in my instruction. It was developed by the University of California Davis and is called FeedTag. It's a web-based application that uses the information on the guaranteed analysis of a feed label to estimate the measures of energy, whether it's TDN or it is the net energy system, but it's going to help you do that. It's free and easy to use. And so as we go through all of this discussion on feed labels, it boils down to being an informed consumer and deciding if the product accomplishes your goals and fits within your budget. In the next episode, I'm going to explain the concept of energy, how energy is defined, and what we can, how we utilize energy in our livestock diets. Join me next time on Rumination, Lessons in Livestock, tips for new livestock producers.